Reintroducing the Iced Apple Crisp Oat Milk Macchiato from Starbucks. Now with Starbucks Blonde Espresso and Oat Milk, layered with flavors of apple, cinnamon, and brown sugar, and topped with a spiced apple drizzle. Welcome back, fall. Order today with the Starbucks app. Picture this. You're fully immersed in your podcast because in the back of your mind, you're not trying to recall when that deadline was supposed to be or stressing to keep everyone updated on next steps. MeetMonday.com a work management platform that makes having peace of mind easy. With Monday.com, all your work lives in one centralized place. You can automate updates to keep team members up to speed and ensure nothing falls through the cracks, even while you're enjoying your favorite podcast. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com. Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. Many years ago, an elegant Englishman named Pierce Egan became the first journalist and historian of what he chose to call the fancy or the sweet science. Well, a thing of so much blood and sweat can hardly be fancy. And while there may be a certain science to it, sweet it never was. Still, boxing has fascinated millions of men and women ever since the early Greco-Roman pugilists fought literally to a finish. And all bouts, ancient or modern, must come to a finish, one way or another. All except the one that's coming up now. This one must go on forever. I want to confess to the murder of Danny Malloy, Lieutenant. Now, Jeannie, you know you didn't kill Danny. What do you mean, I didn't kill him? Come on, Jeannie, you just didn't. I killed him. Arrest me. Throw me in jail. Jeannie, Jeannie, why don't you just go home? You can't put me around. Arrest me. I know my rights. I'm going to get a lawyer. Our mystery drama, The Serpent of Paris, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Fred Gwynn. It is sponsored in part by ARM, Allergy Relief Medicine, and True Value Hardware Stores. I'll be back shortly with Act One. The roar of the crowd, the clang of the bell, the sharp tattoo of a flurry of punches, and the sudden drama as the referee counts a fallen fighter out. Yes, boxing. Love it, hate it, praise it, as an expression of masculinity, denounce it as barbarism, but don't deny it weaves a spell. Why? Who knows? Perhaps the answer is so simple it defies analysis. Dapper Danny Malloy was a boxer. Lieutenant Jerry Roman was a detective. Yes, Dapper Danny was a boxer. I was a detective. Uh, the difference? <laughs> I'm retired. Danny's dead. He's been dead, uh... Well, can it be 50 years? Sure, sure. Jimmy Walker was mayor of New York. You remember Jimmy Walker? Well, those were the times. Not like today. Today you go for a walk on Broadway. It ain't what it used to be when I was a detective 50 years ago. <laughs> Where all the great restaurants, the great shows, the great stars... And the great fighters. Where are the great fighters? They used to train here at uh, Stilton's gym, just west of 50. 
You just see him every day, punching the bag, skipping ropes, working out. Now, mostly empty. Like some seedy, run-down, deserted cathedral. And Stolly Stilson himself, very old, very gray, half in the world, half out of it. Hi, Stolly. Who's that? Uh, me, Jerry Roman. Oh, Jerry. Jerry the cop. Yeah. Uh, kind of quiet today. No, they'll be here. They'll be around. It's up the box. Natural. Yeah. Uh, day off, Jerry. Uh, Stolly, I'm retired. It's been 15 years now. Oh, yeah. Huh. Where's the time go? It beats me. Yeah, well, maybe the time don't go nowhere. Maybe just stand still and we go, huh? It makes just as much sense one way as the other. You think it'll all come back one day, Jerry? Sure. I don't. Uh, never say die, Polly. Matt, you're already dead. Hmm. How can it come back? Yeah, they say the TV killed it. No, no. The kids themselves, they don't want it. They all want to get rich quick. They don't want to put in the work. They, they don't want to train. Yeah, that's how it goes. And the people don't want it, neither. What's that? Huh? Oh, some kid working out. They'll be coming here now and then, but... I don't like it, you to be. Hey, that kid. He uh, don't look all bad. Hey. Uh, what did you win? 160. Yeah, nice build. Hey. Hey, who did you remind you of? Who? He's, he's, he's got the same black hair. Yeah, he even holds himself the same way. Yeah. Now that you mention it. Danny Malloy. Malloy. Dapper Danny Malloy. Malloy. Am I right? Hey. He shouldn't be here. Huh? Who shouldn't be here? What time is it? It's, uh, um, 2.30. Uh, uh, you okay, son? He's fighting tonight. In the garden. Who is? Dapper Danny. Looking okay, Soldier Davis. Uh, wait a minute, Sally. Yeah, for the middleweight championship. Uh, listen, Sally. Oh, why ain't he in a hotel room? Messing up. Sally, it's not the... Uh, Sally, listen. Dapper Danny fought Soldier Davis 50 years ago, and, and both of them are dead today. So are all the guys in the fight crowd. They're dead, too. Every... Everybody's dead, Sally, except you and me. Then, then who, who's that working out at the bank? Um, like you said, Sally, just some kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I probably got his name written down in the office. I say, Sally, you look tired. Why don't you just go inside and lie down on the couch, huh? No, 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 I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, sure, but why don't you try a little nap, huh? Hey, come on. Hey, hey, maybe I ought to go. This happens every time I see Sally. Then he lies down, sleeps a little bit, and forgets all about it. Till my next visit. <laughs> Sally and me, I guess we're the only ones still around. But this blackhead kid, all by himself, alone in the gym. Why, why does he make me think of Dapper Daniel alone? Hi. Yeah, hi. Oh, uh, don't stop at my account. I did my ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, you look good. Oh, thanks. Um, say, listen, you ever hear of a fighter named Malloy? Uh, uh, Dapper Danny Malloy? Uh, no. Uh, you look a lot like him. Uh, my name's Barlow. Bobby Barlow. Bobby Barlow. Hey, good name for a fighter. Uh, my name's Jerry Roman. Uh, how do you do, Mr. Roman? Uh, I like the way you carry yourself. Huh? I uh, get the idea you know something about boxing, Mr. Roman. I've seen a few fighters in my day. Huh? 
You're looking at someone who's going to be the best. Well, nothing like confidence. Hey, I can't miss. You know why? Uh, I'd like to hear it. Uh, not just because I feel it, but because I want to work. Now, my manager won't be here for another week. So he said, relax, have some laughs till I get there. But here I am. I shape up here every day. Well, that's the way to do it. I'll tell you something else. I got this, uh, good luck charm. Oh, you believe in that, too, huh? Eh, I never used to, but I, uh, I found this little thing, and suddenly everything fell into place for me. Everything I was trying to learn about you. Coordination, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I feel that I can lick anybody in the world. The more I looked at him and listened to his voice, I, I started getting a chill up and down my spine. This was Dapper Danny talking. Uh, who is this Dapper Danny Malloy I'm supposed to remind you of? A uh, good middleweight. Oh, the champ? No. Well, why not? He could have been. Uh, he was only one fight away. What happened? Uh, he was killed. All right. Too bad. Uh, an accident? No. He was uh, murdered. Mm-hmm. Well, who did it? We were never able to find out. Well, weren't there any, uh, you know, uh, suspects? Oh, yeah. Big-time gambler, Andy Blue, lost a million on the fight. He thought he could get Malloy to go into the tank. Uh, Malloy just laughed at him. <laughs> Good. Uh, then there was Jeannie Barr. She was a chorus girl. They'd been going together for a couple of years. Until this society dame came along and uh, kind of took him over. Oh. Jeannie, uh, Jeannie was a very excitable girl. She said if she couldn't have Danny, nobody else could either. Well, which one of them did it? <laughs> Both of them confessed. Well, which one was found guilty? Uh, neither of them. <laughs> you know how the law is. Uh, a person's innocent until he's proven guilty. Mm-hmm. Uh, each of them tried hard, but uh, neither of them could prove they were guilty. Well, somebody had to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, doesn't anybody know who did it? I know. I could never explain it to anybody. And if I tried, it would be a quick trip to the nut house. I looked at this boy, and where before I was only getting a chill up and down my spine, now I could... I could feel my blood beginning to freeze... Because I could tell, I, I knew he was going to be killed in the same way. But what could I say to him? Well, it's uh, been good talking to you, Mr. Roman. I I come up here quite a lot. Maybe I'll see you again. Hello, uh, Jeannie. You want the racing form? Oh, no, thanks, Jeannie. I reform. <laughs> want the <your> horse player? <laughs> Don't you think it's time you packed in this newsstand and retired? Retire? <laughs> oh, what? Well, they say you got stocks and bonds and uh, apartment houses. <laughs> hey, listen. It's been 50 years. Come on, Jeannie. You want to level with me? Why should I? You didn't kill Danny Malloy. Uh, Jeannie, you okay? Don't do that again. Do what? Don't say Danny Malloy out of a clear blue sky without... Warning me. I have to be prepared for that name. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, but, Jeannie, did you kill him? I said I did. Yeah, I, and I know why. You have to have that satisfaction, right? You, you, you have to let the world know that that nobody walks out on Jeannie Bar the toast to New York. Jeannie, come on. It's important for me to know. Important for you? Why should it be important for anybody? Uh, there's a kid 
up in Stilson's. What does that have to do with anything? Who's the kid? Uh, you don't know him. Uh, I don't even know him. So? What are you dragging him in for? Because, Jeannie, if you kill Danny, it's okay. But but if you didn't kill Danny, then, then this kid could be in a lot of trouble. Level with me. Did you kill Danny? No. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. feel too good either. What's the matter? Up late last night. I couldn't get much sleep. I uh, kept having this crazy dream. Yeah, about what? Oh, that's just it. I, I don't even know. You ever get dreams like that? Yeah, sometimes. This uh, thing kept waking me up. Thing? Uh, I remember what it looked like? It was more like uh, kind of a noise. And what did it sound like? Kind of a hissing sound. Like, like, um... fall off to sleep, there'd be this, uh, noise. Huh? Did you see anything? I'm trying to think. There, there were these, um, two lights. Uh, they, they were close together. Lights? Uh, uh, you mean like lamps, light bulbs? Uh, no, 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 they, they weren't like that kind of light. Uh, they, they seemed to be burning, and, um, and they were small. Yeah? Would you, would you say these were eyes? Uh, what funny feeling? 
of being uh, scared. Uh, Bobby, does the name Saris mean anything? Saris? No. Bobby, tell me something. Uh, would you give up the ring? You give up boxing? Never. Why should I? I was going to answer him to save your life. But how could I have explained it? <laughs> what words could I have used to convince him? He'd look at me and what would he see? An old man. And what would he think? He'd say to himself, uh, poor old guy, you see now. I looked at him. I looked at him and I saw Dapper Danny Malloy. Dapper Danny that morning as he opened the door to his hotel room. It's 50 years ago to the day, but I remember it clearly. He opened the door, and he had that big grin. Hey, the joint's raided. Hi, Danny. What can I do for you, Sarge? You can uh, let me in. They say the long arm of the law goes every place. <laughs> Danny, I've been assigned to be a bodyguard. My bodyguard? Yeah, your life is in danger. Who says so? Andy Blue is in a lot of trouble because of you. Yeah, did that chump actually think I'd throw the fight? Uh, these are the rumors that prevail. Yeah. Look, uh, I'll tell you who I'm scared of. Uh, who? Jeannie. Jeannie Barr. Why would she want to kill you? Yeah, the oldest reason in the world. She can't have me. But I thought the two of you were getting married. Hey, don't you read the columns? Winchell, Sullivan, both of them had it. You mean you're not in love with Jeannie anymore? Mm, that's how it goes. Huh? Well, you're gonna need a bodyguard. Uh-oh. You didn't get here a minute too soon. Well, hello, Jeannie, honey. Don't shoot Jeannie, honey, me. What's that item in the columns this morning? Uh, I guess I better not ask what item, huh? Who is Ruth Ann Wentworth? Mm -hmm. Well, if you read the society pages, you'd know she's the most beautiful daughter of the 16th richest man in the world. And she's going to marry you. Hey, honey. Between you and me, could she be better? You belong to me. Now, you never made any... Never what? Did any promises? Did we have to? Did we both understand? What do we both understand? We understood that you were the prettiest chorus girl on Broadway. I was the up-and-coming fighter. We both have the same publicity guy, and what he did was great for both of us. Are you telling me it was just for the publicity? Now he's going out with you even if it never got in the papers. <laughs> never had so much fun in my life. Then what are you marrying her for? Honey, I'm just a pug. You're just a showgirl. We can't afford each other. Don't leave me. Look, in a week, two weeks, you'll forget all about me. Never. All right. The truth is, honey, I'm going to forget about you. Oh, you'll never forget me. You won't live long enough to forget me. Uh, now, Jeannie, you shouldn't say something like that uh, in front of a cop. Oh, is that a fact? Well, you just listen to this, Sherlock, and write it down if you want to. I can't have you, Danny Malloy. Neither can anybody else. Oh, Sergeant Roman, I said it. You heard me say it. And I mean it. Uh, that's my problem, Jerry. It's always been my problem. I wish I had a problem like that. No, you don't. You can see I need a bodyguard. You know, who do you suppose this is? Dabba Danny Malloy, the next middleweight champion in the world, speaking. Ruth Ann, honey. Hey, I was just thinking of you. 
Uh, well, uh, no, not just. Always. <laughs> What's that? Uh, oh, well, wait, I'll check with my bodyguard. I'll explain later. Uh, say, Jerry, uh, I have to go out to lunch. Where you go, I go. We're going to have to work something out. Uh, uh, Ruth Ann, baby, we're headed there now. There was Countless. I guess the richest restaurant in town. She was waiting for us at a table, this uh, daughter of the 16th richest man in the world. She wasn't nearly as pretty as Jeannie, but uh, then she didn't have to be. She was tall and thin, and she had big teeth and uh, bad eyes. And she had this habit of saying, Absolutely marvelous. Utterly fantastic. On our honeymoon, Daddy will let us sail the yacht around the world. Well, that's just fantastic. What do you think, Jerry? Uh, I think it's fantastic. Oh, and I nearly forgot. I have a gift for you, Perfect. Oh, what is it? Open it and see. Hmm. What is it? It's a solid ghost serpent of Saris. Yeah? Isn't it fantastic? And it's utterly authentic. Daddy financed an archaeological expedition to Mesopotamia, and they brought this back. Well, um, what's it for? You can. It is a good luck charm. Ah. Saris was an ancient Chaldean god of athletics. Yeah? Saris? And the serpent is his sacred symbol. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah, sure. And since you're an athlete, darling, I said to Daddy, I must give it to Danny. It was predestined. It was foreordained. Oh, my goodness, where has the time gone? I have an appointment with a hairdresser. Call me this afternoon, beloved. Oh, my. If this one only had Jeannie's looks, the better if Jeannie had this one's money. Yeah, that's a good-looking piece of jewelry. Yeah, but a snake. Maybe it'll be a good luck charm. Yeah. Something tells me I'm going to need one. That was the day I knew something had started. I guess I called it the day of the snake. I know now what it came to mean to Dapper Danny in the end. But, but would it also mean the same thing to Bobby Barlow? The youngster now working out in Stoke's gym. Hi, uh, Mr. Roman. I I was hoping you'd come by. How are you today, Bobby? Yeah, great, except uh, it's just that I, I still seem to have these crazy dreams. The uh, same dream about the hissing in the eyes? Uh, yeah, they're mixed up in there somewhere, but there's also a high wind, and, and it blows sand. Sand? Yeah, and I can hear a word. A word? It's funny, you... You remember the other day you asked me if the name Saris meant anything to me? Yeah. Well, in my dream, I hear someone whisper that word. Saris. 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 So, what made you ask? I, um, I've been doing a lot of reading since I retired from the department, and uh, I came across this name, Saris. Uh, he was uh, some ancient god of athletics. Yeah. Well, you also asked me if I'd be willing to give up fighting. Now, why? Well, I... I know this sounds crazy, but if I were you, I'd think about it. Uh, this Scott Saris, I looked him up, and he was very jealous. Of who? Of other athletes. So maybe he's sending you these uncomfortable dreams as a warning to to, uh, to get up his turf, uh, uh, you might say. Mr. Roman, 
You know what that sounds like? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds as if I'm crazy. Hmm. Well, you said it. I didn't. <laughs> no, but uh, you thought it. Polite as he was, I, I could still see his feelings expressed in his face. He, he thinks I'm crazy. What would he think if I told him the rest of it? I remember pretty well what I thought when Danny Malloy told me the rest of it. I'd, I'd never before seen Danny frightened. Have a bad night? Yeah, I, uh, had this dream. About what? I, I don't know if I should tell you, but I have to tell someone. Uh, Jerry, uh, when was the first time you ever heard of, uh, Mesopotamia? Mesopotamia? Uh, I guess it was at lunch yesterday. Yes, me too. And, uh, when was the first time you ever heard of the, uh, uh, Chaldeans, whoever they are? Um, yesterday at lunch. Check. And now this, uh, God, this heathen God, Saris. He's also part of the lunchtime scene. Right. Well, I dreamed about him last night, and I, uh, I dreamed about a snake. Just like the one on the charm. Well, that's okay. No, nothing to be alarmed about. Jerry, I am really scared. Scared of, of a dream? Yes. Scared out of my wits. Hey, look, Danny, maybe, maybe you need a doctor. No doctor can help me. Why? Because of what I did to Sarah. What you did to him? I killed him. In my dream, I... I killed a god. Do you know what that means? We can well imagine. But it was only a dream. Why should he take it seriously? And besides, this is a completely forgotten god from remote antiquity. And Danny Malloy is a realistic young man with his head well secured on his shoulders. But it's these practical, realistic folk who suddenly see ghosts and spirits and gods materialize from thin air. And is it possible they may be right? I'll be back shortly with Act Three. Dapper Danny Malloy was a middleweight boxer who died in 1930. Bobby Barlow is a middleweight boxer who was born in 1955. They are not related in any way. Dapper Danny was raised in New York City. Bobby Barlow spent most of his life in Spokane, Washington, the width of a continent away. And yet they seem to share the same dream, or should we say nightmare, exactly the same. A retired cop, Lieutenant Jerry Roman, is the bridge between them. I killed him, Jerry. In my dream, I killed the god Ferris. Do you know what that means? Now, hold on, Danny. Just relax. The way it happened, it, it's, it's a thousand years ago. No, no, more. Two thousand years oh, ago. Oh, what's two thousand years the, ago? The festival. The thing, the, the, the celebration for the god Ferris. All right, all right, all right. Come on. There's, there's this big, this big wide open field. And, and there's altars all over the place. Altars? Yeah, yeah, they don't look like the kind you'd see in a church today. They're, they're full of fire and... and smoke because of the sacrifice. Hmm? And, and there's this music. The place is jammed with people. Everybody's wearing their kind of nightgowns except some guys like me. Yeah, what are you wearing? Nothing. Oh, 
Oh, well, uh, lo- uh, lots of people have dreams like that. <laughs> Suddenly you're out in the street and you don't have anything on. It's, uh, it's uh, uh, supposed to mean something, but I, but I don't know quite what. The reason that I'm wearing nothing is because I'm an athlete. And this is the Festival of Ferris. There's all kinds of events. You know, you know what I mean? It's like a, uh, like a track meet. Yeah. And then there's this event, the one I've gone there for. Some guy blows a horn. There's this big announcement. to combat with mortal people. That sounds like an overmatch if he was really a god. Year after year, nobody would have the nerve to challenge him. But suddenly, something took hold of me. And when the trumpet sounded again, I knew what I would say. I challenge the god palace and the sacred place. Tell you, Jerry. That crowd, all of them thousands of people, they went still. And he came at me. Uh, uh, you mean they had boxing way back then? Uh, well, it was a little bit of everything. Boxing, wrestling, judo, karate, you, you, you name it. We tried it. So so how did it go? Well, it's supposed to go to a finish. Till one of us is killed. You're allowed to stop to wipe the blood from your eyes. And why don't we stop for that? I could hear this voice say to me, now, this time it was a whisper. You fool! You have dedicated yourself to be a sacrifice. Do you mean to kill the god Ceres? He will exact a frightful revenge. Not just today, but throughout eternity. I heard that voice so clear. I should have thrown the fight. I would have gone to paradise as a hero, but I couldn't. God or no God, I was going to lay him out. You know me, Jerry. You see me fight. I don't go into the tank for anybody. Yeah, 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 I know. Well, I knocked him around for a while. He should have called it quits, but he didn't. He couldn't. And finally, he, he fell down, dead. But if the Saris was a god, how could he die? Just like you and me. The only difference is they come back to life. Huh? I want to tell you, that crowd was quiet. And then there was a voice. that I don't know where it came from, but, but this time it was loud and clear. You fool, you bird-undering moral fool. You have defied Saris. Now you must die. And you will die forever, throughout eternity. The sacred snake shall kill you. Yeah. Yeah, the sacred snake. Sea snake. It was the color of gold. And it was big. And it came toward me. I wanted to run, but I, I couldn't do anything. I could only stand there. And then, finally, it stopped. 
It couldn't have been more than a foot away. And it raised its head higher and higher until its eyes were looking straight into mine. Uh, Danny, just take it easy. I don't, I don't know what happened. I, I, I felt myself go numb all over as if I'd just been bitten. Uh, uh, did the snake bite you? Oh, oh. It, it, it was it. It was able to look the poison into me. I, I, I felt paralyzed. There was this terrific pain. And just when I knew I couldn't stand it anymore, I, I blacked out or, or I woke up. That, that was some dream. No. Oh. No. It wasn't a dream. It, it wasn't? I... I was there. Uh, listen, Danny. No. Danny. Did, did you ever get the feeling that you were in a certain place at a certain time? You didn't know where, you didn't know when, but you were there. Uh, Danny, Danny, you know what I think. It's your conscience bothering you about Jeannie. Yeah? Sure, sure. Along comes Ruth Ann and gives you this charm. Uh, it's a snake, right? Yeah. A gold snake. And it's, uh, well, it, it, it tells the tale. What tale? A snake's supposed to mean a double cross. Jimmy, Ferris is after me. That's what it's all about. Oh, come on. You don't really believe that, do you? He's going to get me. Who? Who are we talking about, Ferris? Come on. Don't worry about a thing. I'll, I'll stick to you like a leech. You can't help me, Jerry. Nobody can. No one was ever able to help me. He always got me. He always got you? He's been after me before. He's gotten to me before. You get me now. And he'll keep getting me. Forever? Yeah. Uh, you know what I think you need? A good workout. No. I'm tired. I, I think I'll take a nap. He went into the bedroom, stretched out, closed his eyes, and he never opened them again. As far as anyone knows. And I went in to check on him an hour or so later. He was dead. Inspector, nobody could have gotten past me. But he's dead. I know that. Poisoned. Inspector, I had dinner with him last night. We ate the same thing. Are you sure? Positive. Uh, this morning we had breakfast. Where? Uh, room service sent it up. It was a tray with uh, some juice, uh, eggs, toast, uh, coffee, bacon, butter, jam. Uh, there was sugar, cream. And leftovers of all that have been checked out for the poison. There's no sign of it. Inspector Carey. Who? Andy Blue. We'll get a statement. Andy Blue turned himself in. He wants to confess. You think he did it? I know he'd want to do it. Uh, but how? Yes? All right. Get a statement from her, too. That was Jeannie Barr. Huh? She also wants to confess. <laughs> Usually it's uh, the other way, huh? Don't you tell me not to go in there. Inspector, I did it. I'm here to tell you I did no, it. Now, just a minute, Jeannie. Well, Jerry will tell you. He heard me say I'd kill him. Now, you did hear me, Jerry. You, you did. You know you did. Now, why don't you go outside and dictate a statement? Are you for real? I'm guilty. Uh, uh, Jeannie, no, you're not, and neither is Andy Blue. Andy Blue? What does he think he's doing? I killed Danny all by myself. I, I, I sneaked into the hotel kitchen. Sure, sure. Now, no, please, please, listen to me. You see, I, I, I heard him make up a tray for Danny's room. I, I sprinkled uh, poison into the eggs and the coffee. Uh, Jeannie, Jeannie, which eggs and which coffee? I had breakfast with Danny. Uh, why wasn't I poisoned? Oh, 
Why? Danny and I helped ourselves from the same tray. Well, don't ask me why. I, I'm no expert, no doctor. Maybe you're a millionaire or something. Uh, I'll have to ask you to leave, Jeannie. You're not going to take this away from me. I did it. I'm afraid not. What are you trying to pull? I'm telling you, I did it. I know my rights. I'm going to get myself a lawyer. <sighs> now look, how was he poisoned, Jerry? You didn't see anyone, hear anyone? Uh, no, Inspector. How was it done? You both ate the same food. You poured the coffee from the same pot. And why are there no traces of the poison left in the utensils, in the food? Do you have any ideas, Jerry? Um, no, Inspector. Uh, none at all. <laughs> That's all I had to do was tell the Inspector about Cyrus. And the snake and the uh, dream. And and besides, how could I even be sure? It was uh, sometime later when the inspector called me in. All right, Jerry, we're closing the case. Unsolved. No, not exactly. Danny died of a heart attack. I, I thought he was poisoned. Mm, so did the medical examiner at first. But he couldn't identify it as any poison known to man, so he said it was possible that it wasn't poison at all. But mm. some sort of a heart malfunction. And uh, that's good enough for him. Huh? Yeah. And it's good enough for me. Yeah, well, then I guess uh, it has to be good enough for me. And it's uh, been good enough for almost 50 years. Until a week ago, when I walked into the Stilton's gym and I saw this great young fighter working out, this uh, young Bobby Barlow, who, for a reason I could never explain, reminded me of dapper Danny Malloy. And uh, Bobby was telling me about some dreams he was having about, uh, about the eyes of a snake and uh, and the same name, Saris. Mr. Roman, I've been having those, those dreams, those same dreams. Huh? Yeah. Uh, what do you see now? I see fields, uh, crowds of people. Uh, you told me you found a charm. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, where? Well, I, I don't know where. It just came across it in the drawer. Uh, this charm, is it uh, made of gold? Yeah. How did you know? Is it uh, in the form of a snake? Well, yeah. Here, here it is, in my pocket. But how would you know a thing like that? I took a deep breath. I told him the story from the beginning to end. I, I left nothing out. I uh, finished by saying, Listen, Bobby, maybe this God Cyrus will be satisfied if you gave up fighting. If I give up the ring? Then maybe he won't feel he has to keep on killing you, Bobby. If you hang up the gloves, then he can believe he's the greatest fighter in the world, huh? This is... This is... I, 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 I know it's hard. it's hard to believe. Do you believe it, Mr. Roman? Yes. Bobby, I believe it. Hello, Jerry. Hi, Sally. Oh, well, where you been? Oh, down in Florida. I've been uh, checking out my grandchildren. What's new around here? Oh, nothing. Nothing's ever new. Uh, I think I'll close up the joint. <laughs> no, you won't. You know that. Uh, 
say, Sally, whatever happened to this uh, Bobby Barlow? Who? The, the kid who reminded both of us of uh, Dapper Danny Malloy. Oh, yeah, yeah him. Yeah. Uh, he ain't been around. I run into his manager. And he's standing the kid. Hung up the gloves. He did? Yeah. Yeah, he could have made it too, but kids today, they don't want to work. They don't like the train. They ain't willing to pay the price. This kid could have been another dapper Danny Malloy. Maybe that's what he was afraid of. What do you mean, Jerry? Oh, oh, uh, nothing. Uh, Nothing at all, Sonny. Bobby's thoughts of all the long and weary hours of punching the bag, skipping rope, road work, all the sacrifice. And suddenly he may have decided it simply wasn't worth it. I'll be back shortly. We hear the tales of the ancient gods, and we smile at them as fairy tales. But we must remember these were the true gods for people who founded the principles of our civilization. Because these gods are now out of fashion doesn't mean they have necessarily lost all their power. And so in consideration of all these facts, one can only suggest prudence and caution, which is good advice in any event. Our cast included Fred Gwynn, Russell Horton, Evie Juster, and Ray Owen. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by True Value Hardware Stores and ARM, Allergy Relief Medicine. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. Picture this, you're fully immersed in your podcast because in the back of your mind, you're not trying to recall when that deadline was supposed to be or stressing to keep everyone updated on next steps. MeetMonday.com, a work management platform that makes having peace of mind easy. With Monday.com, all your work lives in one centralized place. You can automate updates to keep team members up to speed and ensure nothing falls through the cracks, even while you're enjoying your favorite podcast. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com. 